Hello. Oh, we weren't oh. talking about anything. No point. Oh no. Talking about nothing. No, huh? I definitely did not get called the <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, how you doing, dude? I'm good. I am good. I am ready to go. Um, haircuts. I got. I did. That beard is straight up Gonzo. I shaved last night. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just called. I just got called Babyface Annie. That's my. Uh, that's not my uh, new uh, crime crime name. It's my new mobster name. Babyface Annie. You know, worst killer this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you might have a baby face, but he's gonna remove your face if you give him <laughs> bad looks. So like, don't, just don't do it, dude. It's not worth it. I'm across the Atlantic. I think I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I don't, I don't feel like uh, traveling anywhere that's colder than where I already <laughs> live, and I have a feeling Norway's like that. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about where to, uh, how to waste your time and not your money in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Danny K. With me, I have my uh, ever-present uh, co-host. Hi, I'm Danny K. Hello, welcome to my stream. Um, I also have a co-host. His name is Ren. Welcome on in, guys. He doesn't work when I've already said my name. No, my name is Danny K. He's the liar. And with us, we have a special <laughs> guest. Me, I am a sloth from Norway. Hi. <laughs> How is life? <laughs> life oh, is good. <laughs> so, does a sloth from Norway grow moss on its back, or does it grow ice? It's, it's a weird mix between them both. <laughs> it's not good. You don't want to see it. Ryan, you had a weird look on your face. Did okay, you Did you know that sloths can grow uh, moss on their backs? No. Yeah, that's how. No joke. <laughs> that's how slow and lazy they are. They will. They will yep. grow um, moss on their backs. Oh, I'm gonna add that's another reason I hate sloths. Okay. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm just saying they're kind of creepy. That's all I'm gonna say. They're adorable. They're like the little girl from The Ring. <laughs> well, she's adorable, so I don't get your points. She's also a nightmare fuel. Okay, never mind. It's fine. So what are we talking about today, Danny? Uh, we got a whole uh, lot to talk about. Um, I think we'll let Telbrand start uh, talking about probably what has been one of the most hyped games this year. Um, mm -hmm. And just kind of was released. And I haven't really heard too much about it. Uh, Anthem. So Telbrand, yeah. how have you been liking Anthem? Well, <laughs> I guess first maybe we should like start... Describe Anthem in like uh, a sentence. Like, what kind of game is Anthem? Oof, I think I heard a really good. Uh, I, I heard a really good um, explanation on it on Renstream. Uh, imagine uh, Destiny and Warframe made a baby in a dumpster. Pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> like it tries to be a lot of things, and none of them work quite right. Yeah. I think I think I said that on my stream. That's possible. <laughs> I think I think I called it the, the Warframe. No, it was my stream. Okay. Yeah, totally around the stream. The Warframe <laughs> Destiny Prom Night Dumpster Baby. Yeah, oh, it's God. pretty bad. God. But not for not for reasons I I think most people throw at it, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. my issues my issues with the game is the fucking guns. Hate the guns. Yes. The guns are the worst. Yeah. 
Um, I, I I haven't played the full game, but I played it in beta. That was exactly my thought. I'm gonna be completely honest. Was uh, yeah. I thought the guns they really lacked a lot of impact just overall. Like they weren't they they didn't feel great. The abilities feel good. I had no issue with the abilities. I thought the abilities felt fine. But like, the guns themselves are so lackluster in comparison to the abilities that it really just shows how horrible they are. And like, that was my the, thought. There isn't a reason to play half of the javelins either. You can take a team of interceptors and storms, and you're good to go. You'll never need to fire your gun. You you are not gonna die because you can hover and have a crazy fucking shield, and the interceptor is dodgy as all hell. So you don't need anything from the from the colossus, and the ranger is just a meh, anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm just stupid. The, the guns like there is no reason to have a gun. Because the interceptor yeah. can just melt. No, no, yeah, the interceptor can melt everything, and the storm can melt everything. And the storm, like you can have a crazy awesome setup on the storm. You just have, uh, um, there's this ability in Anthem where it's a primer, I think it's called. You have primers and detonators, so primers mm-hmm. put elements on things, and detonators like combo off. Right. So while I run on my storm, I just run like. Uh, dots on everything and then interceptors just run detonators on everything and nothing can do anything and that's not yeah. good for the first week of the game mm-hmm. so yeah <clears throat> um so the game it, it's a it's an rpg right it's kind of like an mmo light it's, yeah it's a looter shooter essentially mm-hmm. you're kind of just running around killing stuff you're doing missions yeah. and then you get rewarded with random things but honestly the rewards when i played it they were whatever but also it was a beta so like i couldn't for for that time being i was like okay whatever but to my knowledge from what i've seen it's still like the same kind of loot table where it's just like you get weapons and all the weapons realistically are like function the same like if you get a high tier like special assault rifle it still functions in the same way as like a regular assault rifle mm-hmm. there's no real difference aside from damage numbers really to my knowledge mm-hmm. and understanding. there is a difference there's a difference okay so with like basic weapons they're just pea guns literally they do nothing mm-hmm. and you know no damage they suck and they have a really like bad impact so they're not fun to play with but mm-hmm. like the legendary weapons the yellow ones right they do damage but they have um like buffs on them, so it will buff some of your frames abilities because they are warframes, mm-hmm. and uh, it will make certain abilities stronger and stuff, right? So I have like on my storm, which don't want a shotgun. I have a shotgun because it boosts one of my main spells, mm-hmm. and I have like a gun that I don't want to use because it's just my other spells. It's like, are are the effects on legendary weapons exclusively passive, or do they like do they make the weapons unique at all? That, that was one of the things I was curious about. So, like, for example, in Destiny, you'll, like, get special, like, rocket launchers that function totally different than, like, other rocket launchers in general. And I don't know if that's the case in that one. It just sounds like it's just passive abilities in general. They're random, random, they're random rolls. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, the shotgun I have, I can get, like, if I, like, I could use it, I could get, like, a rocket launcher with the exact same ability. Right. It's just a random roll, and that kind of sucks, yeah. but yeah so it's just focused on the actual like the frames ability not so much like the actual weapon itself right yeah like i think okay. if they had taken out the guns to be honest it'd mm-hmm. be a much better game just take out the guns yeah. and lower the like cooldowns on different spells and give us more spell slots than two 
Yeah. It would yeah. be a really cool game. It's like, take Warframe, because they're trying to be Warframe. Mm -hmm. 90% of the times, I'm not using my abilities. Or like, I'm not using my guns, I'm only using my abilities. Right. And I would like that in Anthem, because it's a very pretty game, and it's really well optimized. It runs on my dumpster. That's impressive. <laughs> and like, I can get like 120 frames on my dumpster machine, and that's amazing. And it looks great. The story is meh. And the loading screens are meh. I've heard, heard a lot about that. And like, yeah, the story, that kind of pisses me off. And that's, an, that's another point. I mm -hmm. really hate the story. Because Bioware is like, oh, we, we want to stick to what we are, what we're good at, like Mass Effect mm -hmm. stuff, and have like a really solid story and everything. The story basically boils down to, we are the last part of the human resistance. We have one town to live in, Attack on Titan. <laughs> and there's this, there are these evil guys who want to control these, uh, these uh, ancient relics that can power the anthem. Like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. But the yeah. story already establishes that nobody can control the anthem. So it's like, okay. So why are they chasing this relic to control the thing that nobody can control with things that nobody understands? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not a very compelling story. And the bad guy is like, hello, I am a bad guy. I'm very interesting. I have a thing. And we're like, oh no, he has the thing to control the anthem. And then we stop him from using the thing. And we're like, we have the thing now. Ooh, are we going to use it now? Put it in a yeah. box over there. And next mission, oh no, he has the relic to control the anthem. No, that's the story. Yeah. Very compelling. Yeah. And the one thing to note, too, I mean, like, this is Bioware that we're talking about. Like, they're makers of Mass Effect series, which are, like, well known for being really good stories. This has been a six year project. Like, this Anthem has been a six-year project, just mm. in general. So I feel like the, the story should definitely be more polished than that. Like, by far, by a landslide. I feel like most companies would be able to, like, handle... It sounds like a story that's, like, a one to a one-and-a-half-year like story. It doesn't feel like, like it took six years. Exactly. Exactly. That was like... definitely one of the thoughts I got from it. Yeah, sure. look, it feels like they spent most of the six years on, like, the world design and everything, and it's like... Mm -hmm. It's one map, Whoa. right? And there is <laughs> two raids and two dungeons, I think, something like that. Yeah. And it's like that took six years. Okay, that feels very weird to me. And the story just feels like, oh god, there's a week left till we launch the yeah, story. Yeah. Like yeah. No, I definitely feel that. Um. I don't know. I think from what I've heard, there's three? I think there's three raids. Um, two of them, one of them is one that you already play in the, uh, the demo, yeah. or, the beta, or whatever you want to call it. One of them's the end game, like it's just the very last mission that's repeated. And then the other one is a separate mission. And I hear that like the end game isn't super great. I don't know. This is all like, because I only have experience with the beta and the demo. So like, I can't really speak too much when it comes to like the late game and things like that, but I've heard that it definitely was just, it was repetitive, and like that kind of makes sense with something that only has like three raids as an end game. It makes yeah. sense too that it's like this early into the game that it'd be like mildly repetitive, but mm. at the same time, there should be some ways like there should be something else to do. Hey <laughs> guys, we're getting kind of roboty. Can we end the call and bring it right back? Sure. Um, Ryan, if you could start it, please. Yeah, 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 I get you. Sorry, guys. It's just a little too much. I figured uh, you guys would like to, you know, not hear total garbled nonsense. Uh, we'll get this uh, call started right back up again. 
and see if uh, Ren starting it will actually be better. Um, people in the chat, let us know how uh, good the stream is looking, please. Um, if you guys are having any issues, uh, if it's constantly buffering and such, um, trying to make sure that things... Um, Uh, make sure that things are okay on your guys' side. Um, okay. I'm here. Are we good? Hello. Sounds Hello. better. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. All right. So what were we talking about? Uh, you guys were talking about Anthem and um, I want to say kind of the the raids and stuff like that the, what's available the content that's in the game um oh yeah yeah. so yeah. i guess let me ask because this is a 60 dollar game at this point is the content that's in the game worth the 60 dollar price point no you can get infinite more amount of fun out of buying or buying the free game warframe <laughs> and i'm not saying that because that is my main game and shit. i'm saying that because honestly it's not worth it and i'm so mad at myself for buying them mm -hmm. and like the developers are like okay so this is gonna be a work in progress and i'm gonna put out more stuff as the thing goes along and it feels like they want to like make a proper mo of this and release expansions and all this shit it's like right. but there's nothing to do right now why do you why are people gonna buy it and then wait two years for shit to happen it feels like they're, they're trying to pull the disney thing where like here's a game that doesn't work have this for a year now we yeah. fix it. Yeah, Why? Exactly. Just fucking take the time, fix the game, then release it. People will wait. If they're so like people are hyped as fuck for Anthem, right? Then they dropped a broken demo. And they're like, oh, we're gonna fix it. We're gonna give you an end game when we re release it. And they're like, I don't know, half a month later, here's the game. Not fixed. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> fuck yeah, off. it definitely seems like it's and Destiny had the, this whole thing too where it's it's early access, but for a AAA game. Yeah, is yeah. is yeah. how it feels. It, um, yeah, it it just feels like it wasn't a, a complete product. You're right. In it, it, in terms of like the uh, demo and stuff like that, I remember you know all sorts of hype around this game, and I think it was like two weeks ago that I looked and just like I just typed in Anthem in the search bar of Twitch knowing mm -hmm. that there's like all these release packages that and there should have been people playing it and there were people playing it but there was 54 viewers on twitch for one of the most hyped like, games really? yeah yeah there was 54 wow. viewers on twitch i want to say that dirty bomb a game that has probably been dead for the better part of a year had more mm -hmm. had probably had more viewers that night but wow. i might just also be being hyperbolic I mean, <laughs> I mean, 54 viewers is a little. That's something, dude. That's something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've I've heard uh, this. This definitely is a mixed bag game. Like some people do enjoy it. A lot of people don't. And I feel like a lot of the gripes are just like overall the game just doesn't feel like it's a six year long title at all. Like in the slightest. Even mm -hmm. when I was playing it in the beta, it's like. If it's six years long, like, how come the sound just sucks? Like, the sound is horrible for the guns. It's not good. Half the time, it didn't even work. And it was just like, well, what? How? How? How did you get this far, really? So I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they could have been doing for, like, at least four years of that. 
<laughs> yeah, it does look good. Graphically, the actual landscape does look really good. I have no issues with that. Um, the flying is a little iffy, but like the concept is there, and I didn't have any issues with that. The abilities look great. That was those are like the three things I really thought like really stood out about the game. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, everything else felt meh. Like at best, it was okay. Like I didn't like the hub world. I thought the hub world was bland and boring and like there were only a couple people that you could talk to and everybody else just looked like they didn't have and they didn't have any life they were just mm. kind of there and it was like okay all right like nobody like really walks around you'll even see in the announcement like e3 announcement like there's a bunch of people and they're moving around and stuff you'll find people just sitting at a chair just sit just sitting there and that's mm. all they do and it's like okay that's a little weird but all right um the quests, I felt like the quests were not particularly great. They were all kind of just super repetitive, even like super early into the game. It was like, you're defending this point. Horde mode. Horde mode. Horde mode. And it's like, okay. <laughs> all right. Is there anything else at all? No? Okay. I don't know. I felt, I feel like the game has potential to be something in the future, but definitely right now, on release, it's not. It's not there at all. Like, I feel like it's not. I feel like the abilities are cool. The graphics are cool. Everything else is whatever. That's all I got for it, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of my vote. That's yeah. I don't know if you could talk any more about it, Tolran, but that's... I have, like... On it. So, that is my entire, like, attack on, on Anthem. But yeah. I kind of really like the game. Yeah. And I don't understand why. Mm -hmm. There's one really huge negative that I don't understand, though. You have something called free play, where you just play in the map and you can do shit, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the fastest way to grind XP. But you cannot put down a landmark on the map. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. As like, why uh, can't I put, like, too. so there's one mission, I mean, where it's like, find these four tombs of these four people, important, blah, blah, blah. And I want to go on, go into a map and put a landmark because I, there is no like direction to follow or anything, and it doesn't really track very well. I was like, okay, I'm gonna just open the map and click. Nothing happens. There's no button to do this. I'm Google check. Nothing. There is no landmarker, and that yes. feels so strange in this game. It's mm -hmm. like, why can't I have a landmarker in free play mode? It's like, oh, uh, and there's no like, uh, when you open the map, there is no like. Um, icon that shows you that there's a world event it will show you when you're in the game and will just show you like in this general direction there is one but it could either either be like 50 meters away or like 5,000 meters away but you don't know because the it game doesn't, doesn't tell, tell you the distance no. either no <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. and the entire like flying like flying is cool and once i got like all the settings and all of this figured out it was mm -hmm. like okay i enjoy flying but yeah. in free play mode it restricts you how long you can fly and like i get that there will be a limit in the combat that you can't fly longer than this and this and that's cool mm -hmm. when you're just traveling this huge fucking map you can fly for like maybe a minute and then you have to go down for four four to five seconds and then you can fly again. why yeah why can't yeah. i just fly indefinitely when i'm not in combat and then have some bullshit excuse that like oh you're in combat so your system like has to use the power for defense or something i don't know right yeah, like, that's you fair. There's a reason, like, you could do that. Yeah. But then, I like the game. 
mm-hmm. because I enjoy this grindy horde mode shit. It's why I play like looter shooters and beat like yeah. Diablos and this kind of game. I I like to have something mind numbing so I can watch a TV show. Mm-hmm. Because I'm the kind of person like I can't do one thing at the time. I have to do more things. I'm very fidgety. So <laughs> if I have a show I want to watch, I will pop on like uh, Dark Souls or no, not Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls. And like Diablo and Warframe and all of this and just have it while I can watch the show. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of cool combo potential in Anthem. Mm-hmm. There's so much cool shit you can do. Like I blew a monster like way off the screen and into the sky and I kept shooting him and it was amazing. <laughs> it was so much fun. But there's like... There's so much wrong. And the $60 price tag? No. 20 mm-hmm. I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. 40 I'd consider it. 60 it's... Like, how, imagine how many breads I could buy for this. Huh? I could buy maybe <laughs> 6 7 breads. <laughs> Think about that. I had food for like a month. Oh, man. But now... Yeah. Don't <laughs> so, yeah. buy the game. Wait. Yeah. Wait. I, I feel like really console players got digged on. Because like PC, at least you can go for uh, premium access. And then you can try it for a month. And granted, you pay $15 and that sucks. But at the same time, you're not, like, throwing out 60 bucks. For console players, it's kind of just like, ta-da, here's your, like, $60 price tag. You're yeah. welcome. Here's, here's the trash. So... You feel... Yeah, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, what in your guys' opinion right now needs to be done to make it worth that $60 price tag? <laughs> which, I, which I don't have much faith that um, they're obviously going to put any, con- any more content out for free. That it's probably going to be a Destiny taking King type of situation where it's an extra, what, $20 for an expansion? Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's probably what their mm-hmm. business model is going to be. They already have yeah. that. Are they... um, you can buy an expansion that's not out yet for oh, like $20. <laughs> Love it. And if you buy it now, you get an extra skin for Ranger, the javelin you're never going to play. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. That's it. Sounds great. That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Worth it. I, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of the issues are very foundational. Like, mm-hmm. they're very, like, they're so part of the game itself that it's going to be, like, it's a very difficult thing to work out. Like, a lot of people will have a big issue with the load screens, and I totally get it. I mean, like, why is there a load screen in menus? Like, you'll do one menu action and then go into a separate menu action, but yeah. then you get a load screen in between the two. And oh. it's like, why? Why, why is this a situation? There's one load screen in the game that has no reason to be there. It's like, uh, I think it's the fifth quest or something you get. You get like, find these tombs, right? And when you open these tombs, it's a load screen. It's a one room. You go to a pedestal, you pick up an item, and you go out, and there's a load screen again. It's like, why is there a load screen to go in? I get it to go back out, maybe, possibly, or like to go to the open world. I get it. It's a big world. I understand that. But why is there a loading screen to enter just a room? It's a single yeah, a room. Single you can probably room. take five steps in the room. That's how wide and big it is. And that's like, that takes like 20 seconds to load. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah. The load screens don't really make any sort of sense, but I feel like it's so foundational. Because if I remember right, I think it's part of Frostbite Engine. Like, I think that's awesome. what they use to create it. And Frostbite Engine, it's really like, it's a performance hog. And it makes good products, but at the same time, it's not used for these sorts of situations. That's just mm-hmm. not what it's used for. So, like, seeing it used in this way is kind of weird. It takes graphical fidelity really well. You can see that in a lot of Battlefield titles. But at the same time, 
Why? <laughs> Why? Mm -hmm. Also, just I the fact like that you can't play solo. Yeah. You're not allowed to play solo. It's like you go into free mission and you just like... I wanted to go into free play just to mess around with controls and learn the game and everything. I tried to cl click solo and it's like you can do dungeons and raids solo, but you cannot go into free play mode solo. Why? Yeah. I feel like there is some peer-to-peer -peer backend bullshit that's going on or some stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Like, just denies you. And like, in your f in free play, you're never gonna see your teammates anyways, because they're just mucking about doing other things. So right. why can't I play solo? Yeah. Hmm. That's... I don't know. But yeah, I, I feel like the issues are so foundational and part of the game that it's kind of... If it's gonna get fixed, it's gonna be a while. Like, it's gonna be a long time. I yeah. don't expect it to be like... Oh, we're gonna hot fix the fucking load screens like they said mm -hmm. they did and that was an omega lull because i've definitely heard that they're all like we're gonna make the load times better and then they made them slightly better and when you fucking look around on the internet applied to like make the load times slightly better you find an article that's like get an ssd stupid and it's like that shouldn't be a, like a fix that <laughs> yeah that really should not be a fix for a 60 dollars get an m.2 hard drive <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just pay a lot of money to make this game even bearable. <laughs> and it's like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm alright, I can play uh... anything else instead. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't personally tried out the release yet. I'm planning on actually trying it out um, next month. I'm mm -hmm. hoping maybe it won't be absolute shit here. But at the same time, I don't have any, like, expectations. So, yeah. As you shouldn't. You can have Anthem or you can have Eight Breads. You decide. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to go for the breads. <laughs> had to go for the breads. Um, unless you guys had any other thoughts on Anthem that you wanted to get out, get off your chest, uh, move on to the next topic. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, we can move on to the next topic. I don't mind. Absolutely. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about with Anthem? The only thing I could even consider talking about about Anthem is the microtransactions, mm -hmm. which we still haven't really seen how egregious they're going to be yet. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they're still a little... I mean, it's a $60 game and they have microtransactions. That's already a big deal to me. I, yeah. I'm not. That's ridiculous as, in my as eyes. As far as I've seen of microtransactions, they're actually just cosmetics. Right. But at the same, I don't know. At, when it comes EA, down to so a $60 it title. Yeah, give it time. Uh, yeah. You'll, yeah exactly. you'll be leveling up by buying new <laughs> boxes <laughs> soon enough. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which... You want this legendary rifle? $60. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which... And I don't know if they've thrown in legendaries yet into the store. I, I remember yeah. distinctly that they haven't, like... They didn't do it at the time of like showing off the store and it was like rare items were eight dollars like rare skins were eight dollars and it's like how much is a legendary gonna be like how how much do you expect me to pay really because mm -hmm. i don't want to pay eight dollars for a skin yeah no. that's not gonna happen when i already paid 60 bucks no <laughs> i'm good but uh yeah i don't know it sounds sketchy in my mm. eyes that's really like one of the big things yeah which we'll be talking about loot boxes here in a little bit as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that'll actually be something interesting that we'll have to keep our eyes on is the loot box situation with, with Anthem and or the microtransaction situation with uh, Anthem. Um, yeah. But, Ren, you've kind of gone yeah. back to uh, a, a newfound cult. I think what's going to be kind of I a have. cult classic game. Um, yeah. And I mean that in uh, many ways. Uh, Darkest Dungeon. Yes. Okay. So Darkest Dungeon, for those who don't know, it's a roguelike RPG and you can kind of just build your own party throughout playing the game and you essentially go through dungeons with like whatever group that you made. You get them like 
you get them whatever trinkets or equipment that you want to give them to give them buffs and debuffs to certain stats. And then you try to run through a dungeon. It's a roguelike. Chances are you're going to die and lose all your characters, and then you're going to cry. A lot. Or at minimum, at minimum, everybody's going to be stressed out, and then you're going to be stressed out thinking, who do I take on this next run? And honestly, I feel like that's the big selling point of the game, is that it's a difficult RPG with really, like, good combat. The narrator is, oh my god, amazing. Right. That narrator is next level, I can't handle it. Um, but man, that game is so much fun. Um, all the characters are very diverse and different. Um, you'll find certain characters that, like, lack in a lot of regards, but at the same time, even with those lacking, like, traits, they can still find certain areas to excel and, like, really, like, go off. And then there's certain characters that are just like, oh, which one do I take? Do I take this one or this one? Like, they're both healers, but this one's, like, a burst heal. But it can also fail. Like, the heal can fail. And in a game where it's, mm. like, really focused on dangerous, like... If you die, you die. That's it. That character's gone. Mm -hmm. So, like, if, you're, if your healer doesn't heal, then you're kind of boned. Like, you're kind of screwed. And the chance that he'll apply a bleed, which, like, also, like, just kill your character outright. Like, it, oh, he's dead. <laughs> Sorry. Mm -hmm. My bad. I fucked up on the heal. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I found the game. I always find the game to be super fun. I played it more than once. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I'm doing like a full. I'm, the plan is to do a full Darkest Dungeon run on my stream for like the coming time. But I've played it in the past, and the big issue for me personally, while I enjoy the gameplay a lot, is that it's really hard to force yourself through the stressful situations that it occasionally like poses you through. Mm -hmm. Where like, you know what you need to take, but you also know it's probably not going to work. It's probably going to fail. You're probably going to lose. Everybody's going to die. And then you're going to be like, why? Why did I do this? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it really excels at making you feel... It makes you feel smart if you play things well. Like, it makes you feel like, I did this right. Get wrecked. I went through this entire dungeon, and I did barely even suffer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I find it to be super fun in that regard. I already have. Not including, like... Well, including the time that I'm playing it right now on stream, I think I have about a hundred something hours in the game, and I haven't even finished the first dungeon, like the first main darkest dungeon, I believe. Mm -hmm. But like, it's still it's a game that you watch. If you watch it, you're like, I need to play this. This is tons of fun. And then you play it, and then you're having a blast, and then you get hit with that first wall of struggle, and then you're just like, Oh God, what do I do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely a fun game. I believe it's like 25 bucks on Steam right now. Mm. And there's there's a lot of DLC that's been recently released with it. And I think the Ancestral Edition, which is all the DLC, is about $48. Definitely on the price you're in. But at the same time, I feel like it's one of the best indie games, just in general. Mm. Like when I rate indie games, I always have like three that I really like focus on as like these are the ones that I definitively find the best. And that's Darkest Dungeon, Hollow Knight, and Shovel Knight. Those are both like phenomenal indie games mm. those are both absolutely incredible and i recommend them to anybody um darkest dungeon's the most expensive one on that list but it's also like one of the most polished and it's like wow this this game is a lot of fun and like it i don't know it it makes you think and that's really like a lot of games don't make you do that anymore and if you want to think 
this is a great option if you want that rpg experience that's kind of like old style rpg like the older final fantasies this is kind of in that boat where you're like oh i don't know if my character has enough speed to have like turn priority in this circumstance and if i don't then i'm screwed like so how am i gonna plan ahead on this part um there's a lot of randomization in the fight because it is it is an rpg that is focused on having roguelike fights so like Sometimes you'll run into fights that are meaningless. Other times you just start out in a dungeon and then you accidentally, like two steps in, you run into a mega boss and you're just like, I don't know what to do about this. Like, this is not, I, I'm not ready for mm -hmm. this at all. And I don't know. I, I feel like it's a game that focuses on making you struggle, but it's in the best way possible where like, if you can manage to get through that hurdle of like, I don't, I don't think I can keep going. And if you keep going anyway, you tend to really enjoy the experience just in general. It's, it's definitely fun if you just want to like go to it until it gets hard. But like when it gets hard, that's when it like really becomes like a force to be reckoned with in terms of games. Really. I can't think of that many like RPG games that even compare. Mm -hmm. The only ones I could even think of is the like older Final Fantasy series. And that would be if it was, like, in this setting. I don't know. Definitely one of the best games I could think of, though. By far. If if you even consider this as, like, an indie game to break up, 100%, I do recommend it. I know that you played a little bit of it, Danny. I think you yeah. played, like, nine hours, right? Yeah, nine How hours. How um, I've really enjoyed it. Let me just real quick tell Ryan, have you played Darkest Dungeon at all? Yeah. Because <laughs> you seem like a guy that would like really enjoy some hard games like that. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I think the like the balancing of the mechanic, all the mechanics is really fun. Um, mm -hmm. And I kind of wish I played more of this game. I But I really thoroughly, in, I, I watch, I enjoy watching it way more than I enjoy playing it. Yes. Um, yeah. The art style is amazing. And I kind of, maybe if I... Um, kind of go about maybe playing this a little bit differently. Maybe this will be like my uh, like a travel game because I know it's on it's on PC. It's on I believe it's iOS on Switch. Switch. I know it's on iOS. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe this will have to be like a a game that um, I I install on the iPad and you know yeah. I take when I because I have an iPad Mini three. I think I've talked about this that I that basically it's either used for Dungeons and Dragons and that's it. Um, mm -hmm. for a while, I, I have like a little Bluetooth keyboard that I, um, when I didn't have a laptop, mm -hmm. um, I would take my iPad to school with me to like do like notes or whatever in class or, uh, for a lot of, for a lot of it was like an ebook reader. <laughs> it's like a really expensive yeah. Kindle. <laughs> um, so yeah, I played a bit of, I got like nine hours into it. Uh, I didn't beat like the first mega boss, like the necromancer. Um, mm -hmm. But I like I thoroughly enjoy it. The art style is amazing. It if you're into which we might talk a little bit about Dungeons and Dragons here later, but if you're into Dungeons and Dragons, this is like a, a wonderful um like inspiration. Like you will pull a lot of inspiration for like characters and setting yeah. and tone and storytelling from like even just watching this game. Um it's yeah. absolutely amazing. Uh in terms yeah, of like the inspiration like the the inspiration that it provides, I think, is is amazing if you're if you're into role playing games. Yeah, one of the biggest like things that it has going for it by far is its art style. 
there's no real games that really even come close to like having this it's a gothic art style and <clears throat> there are games that do have that but they definitely don't have it in this like special regard where mm. like even even the base lighting of it is like really focuses on keeping it like this dark like even somewhat gritty like experience through like a cold hard dungeon and you're just like oh god i don't know if you're gonna make it and all of the the effects for attacking aren't crazy by any means like it's not like it's not like the newer final fantasies where it's like this crazy like you summon like a death star and it just annihilates everything no it's like your character swings a sword but the way that they like play it out um where it's essentially on a 2d plane but then they turn it into a 3d plane whenever you go for an attack or something like that and it really really focuses on making the it, it makes the attack feel special mm. and that's definitely like a really cool thing about it um if you're interested in the gothic like art style at all definitely this is this is a great pickup yeah. for that I gothic honestly eldritch recommend anything else yeah, yeah like the exactly like this eldritch like all the characters and designs are very eldritch and arcane and a little mm -hmm. Lovecraftian. I think we talked about it before. I don't like using Lovecraftian to describe a lot of things because to me, Lovecraftian yeah, is very Americana. Is in that boat. Yeah, it's definitely in there. It's got like that eldritch tentacles and mm -hmm. weird zombie like swine creatures that are like deformed with like multiple mouths, you know. Very yeah. eldritch. Um, tell Rand, what are your opinions on Darkest Dungeon? Like, how have you enjoyed it when you've played it? I may or may not have beaten Darkest Dungeon a couple of times. <laughs> and then Crimson Court came out, and I may or may not have beaten that a couple of times. <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have some thousand hours. Uh, played it a little bit. Mm. <laughs> it's a it's fun game. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Just sort of. Right. Right. Just a thousand. That's all. Um, have both of you just done it on PC? I have it on the Switch. You have it on the Switch? Yeah, I've done it on PC. But that being said, like, I could easily see this being, like, very easily transferable to a mobile game. Mm -hmm. I've even yeah. thought that when I played it initially, I was like, honestly, you don't need a mouse. You could literally just play the game with a directional pad if you wanted to on mm -hmm. PC. And nothing really different comes out of it. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely been a thought that I've had in the past. We're like, why isn't this on mobile yet? And this mm -hmm. was before, like, it, like when it got released, my immediate thought was like, how come this isn't on mobile? This is, like, easiest money that I've ever heard of in my life. Mm -hmm. Just release it on mobile. People will buy this. Yeah. 100%. But, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that it is on Switch and on uh, iOS, though. Yeah. I'm especially happy to hear it's on iOS. I kind of expect it to be on Switch. Maybe. But, uh, if you enjoy fun, if you enjoy fun, you should try a full party of clerics. <laughs> no, trust me. That's that's how you beat the game. Just clerics. <laughs> Just clerics. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um. So, because I think part I don't know if you're part of the reason you're playing, Ren, was because uh, Darkest Dungeons Two was announced. Um, mm -hmm. what are you looking for in Darkest Dungeons Two that's going to be ma make it just as viable to you as Darkest Dungeons? So original. That's that's actually like a hard question for me because mm -hmm. I. I love Darkest Dungeon, but I am not, like, the mega Darkest Dungeon fanboy. So, yeah. like, I'm totally fine with it being, like, more diverse gameplay than what it is right now. Mm -hmm. And, like, being a little bit, like, I don't know, a little bit just more unique, I guess? Because, like, a lot of abilities in the original Darkest Dungeon 
they're they're pretty straightforward there's nothing like really crazy you don't really have to think about a lot of them some of them are just like hit the first target in like a fight and it's like okay yeah whatever um i don't know i know there's there's a streamer that i do know his name is element five and he only plays darkest dungeon like that's his game that's what he plays just by far and he really wants the game to be like a whole new experience he wants it to be like still in this realm but definitely like a new type of like rpg ish gameplay hmm. i don't know i don't know how i feel about that i i personally enjoy it the way it is i would like to see it be a little bit more unique but i'm totally fine with what it is right now so i'm more than anything i'm just excited to see what it's gonna be honestly mm. i don't really have any like hopes i'm just like if you make a game that's like anywhere this good i'm happy <laughs> i'm i'm chill Mm-hmm. I'll have no issues with it. But cool. yeah, that's for me personally. Cool. Um Tomran, same question. Like what is, what go what's gonna go on in Darkest Dungeon 2 that's gonna make it more viable to you than like Darkest Dungeon 1? Like what, what what do you think is gonna make a good sequel for that game? I wanna die off more often. I want my party to just be tortured way more and you know i just want a better salt mine to be honest because <laughs> i prey on the salt i enjoy myself a game that will make me be so angry that i will start to commit manslaughter that's what i want in a game <laughs> because it... we have it too good we have to remember we have it too good so we need that like <laughs> need reality that... check in games yeah you need that uh i'm gonna buy more Yep, and I want uh, my characters to like start losing hands and limbs and stuff like that. Like, that'd be cool. Make them slower, mm-hmm. deal less damage. Oh, that'd be an interesting. That'd be an interesting mechanic if like start crippling your characters because the because yeah, like there it. are the negative quirks, right? Like, mm-hmm. they can become yeah. like. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a negative quirk, uh, like afraid of the dark or something like that. Like that'll stress them out way more. It'd be interesting that like, oh yeah, my Templar. Uh, is that the name of it, right? Templar? Am I thinking uh, of something? Crusader? Crusader, thank you. Exactly. My paladin type character, uh, <laughs> paladin version three, <laughs> you know, lost a hand and like can't, like, is now more prone to whiffing his shots. Just imagine your whole party losing their eyesight. Yeah, that's interesting. Fun. You have a hunter that can't aim anymore. That's great. Mm. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> I would personally leave uh, that hunter in the dust. Just, you know. <laughs> uh, my my highwayman lost an eye and has now no depth perception. Forty <laughs> percent chance he will miss. Yeah, great, love it. Uh, oh man, interesting. That, yeah, that that actually be. What do you think, Ren? Do you think that would be like a valuable like mechanic to the like Darkest Dungeon two or? That'd definitely be unique. I would be curious. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's what I want, but I it's a thing. It's an option. Yeah. I'm not totally opposed. I'm sure if they did something like that, they would do it right. They mm. haven't really done anything particularly wrong that I've been like, man, I don't know about this part <laughs> of their design. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of it I'm chill with. Like it's it's hard and there's enough RNG where like if if you fuck up, and you're just you might be really fucked if you like mm-hmm. goof. But, like, there's also enough, like, raw gameplay there where, like, you can tend to control the RNG quite a bit to the point where, like, if something bad does happen, you at least, you have a way of managing it. Yeah. And it's not nearly as bad. So, like, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe focus on having more of those, like, negative 
RNG traits to make the game a little bit harder and a little bit more diverse. So that way, like, you have to learn more. And you're mm-hmm. just like, okay, how am I going to approach this situation if this shows up and this and this and this and things like that? So I guess that's a very fair point. I, I personally don't know about the uh, like the limb part, but I'm totally <laughs> down for the more uh, the more negative RNG. And like Darkest Dungeon is where like at some point you will have played enough that you know, oh, I will not go into this room because there's a 72% chance a mimic is there or something, yeah. And yeah. it's like that's cool and learning that's awesome, so you know everything. But I still want there to be like a five percent chance that shit will just go to hell all the time, anyways. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like like ninety nine of your games, you've gone into this room and nothing bad happens. I just want there to be a chance that what one time you go in like you just die, <laughs> no reason. It's like oh, there's a pit, you're di- you're dead. I would Sucks cry. Be- I'd love <laughs> that. <laughs> it'd be amazing. Just imagine the good streams you get. Oh, it'd be so beautiful. <laughs> You have this really like end game party and they just fall to their death because fuck you. Oh, man. That's what I want. They could call it the fuck you mode. <laughs> Do you hate yourself? Play this mode. <laughs> awesome. Um, oh, so yeah, I recommend it. It sounds like Telran and Ren, uh, Ren oh, recommend yeah. it. Go pick it up. Um, yeah. If you guys want, if you're going to buy it on PC, you can use our Humble Bundle links. Um which I believe are down below. And Mm -hmm. uh, if you're in the podcast feed or YouTube, it's also down below in the description of uh, those. those. Um, Otherwise, I might need to like, just try to pick it up on iPad. Like if I have like a vacation or something like that, that's coming up, maybe I'll just put it on the iPad and that'll be like what I play on like whatever car ride or, you know, that is assuming I'm not driving. I definitely see it being a great like mobile game. Mm. that i have zero issue with it being a mobile game at all yeah. like yeah. Not the slightest if anything it'd be one of the best mobile games out there there's only a couple that really are like quality games like yeah. that aren't just like oh we're kind of just a cash grab mm-hmm. and it's like okay but uh but yeah i'm definitely happy to hear that on mobile i would recommend it for sure yeah um anything else you guys want to talk about on darkest dungeon otherwise we can probably go on to like one or two of these new stories that uh yeah we can go ahead that's fine everything's all right yeah. uh no nothing else than just having it on mobile is great because then if you're having a super good day it will get you back on ground <laughs> and like like nah life sucks <laughs> it's like your it's own personal dip, dip yeah. Dip app <laughs> yeah yeah right exactly. in the crotch yeah um <laughs> so I'll let you guys choose here. We can either talk about this uh, Dungeons and Dragons yeah. announcement, or we can talk about the this FTC thing. I actually did remember one last thing about that. Oh, about the game. Um, yeah. and it's it's a very big, important thing. The modding community for that game is insane. Like mm-hmm. it's very large. Like oh, yeah. very, very large. So even if you do get bored of the initial game. You can always just download like 20 new different characters and just be able to like, ta-da, brand new experience. That that was mainly the big thing. There's a ton of mods out there and they're all really, really good. There's only mm. a couple that are kind of like just memes, but like yeah. the modding community is insane. I, if that's not a reason to join, I personally feel like that's a big reason to join a lot of games in the first place. That's one of the big reasons Skyrim even exists. Right. Still. Like realistically. So uh, yeah. Definitely something to keep in mind. Cool. But yeah, that's all. Now I'm good. All right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we can talk about this FTC story, or we can go into uh, this Dungeons & Dragons story. 
Um, Whatever you want to do. Now, I know that Mr. Telran here isn't uh, <laughs> beholden to the FCC, so let's we'll just start with that, and we'll keep it kind of short. Um, mm-hmm. So, actually, uh, almost a, uh, over a year ago, uh, February 2018, so, you know, hot, I can't imagine it was the very end of 18, um, U.S. Senator Maggie Hassan? I want to say Hassan. H-A-S-S-A-N. Uh, Democrat from North, uh, I'm sorry, New Hampshire. Um, mm-hmm. call, uh, called out the ESRB uh, to deal with loot boxes and threatened, um, and if they didn't, threatened government involvement. Um, the FTC then sent her a letter, said, hey, we agree with you. We're going to work with um, the ESRB and video game developers on dealing with this situation. And it's been, now been announced that this year there's going to be a workshop um, mm-hmm. that they're going to do related to this whole loot box situation that um threatens uh, you know uh the video game industry uh because consumers don't like it governments don't like it and uh they don't seem to be stopping yeah um so the workshop is going to function possibly they haven't announced a whole ton but they said it's going to happen this year um it's going to basically function as a public forum for stakeholders consumers and advocates as well as lawmakers, and it's going to be kind of like the non-law enforcement first step into um, remedying what has kind of become a uh, a boil on the ass yeah, of it's... the video game industry. <laughs> a really annoying boil on the ass of the video game yeah. industry. More like a tapeworm. Tapeworm. A few. A, a lot of tapeworm. It's it's gross. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, and it and it's so pervasive. I mean, uh, Telran in the EU knows probably that Belgium, or the, uh, <laughs> has threatened to start like banning them if they haven't already outright banned them. Um, is that correct, Telran? Can you remind me what the, if you know off the top of your head? Uh, they haven't banned it yet. No, but there's been this huge debate about it. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot. Well, there's a lot of debates about stuff with the EU right now, including uh, um, what is it, Article Thirteen? <laughs> is that what it's called? Let's not start with that. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll be sat there all Yeah, we'll be on an extremely long time. No. <laughs> um, that one. Yeah, which uh, I did just see an email or a tweet or something like that today. Twitch is going to be doing a live stream uh, related to Article Thirteen. Uh, look up that information. Uh, even if you're in the United States, look yeah. up that information, get involved in the discussion because it is incredibly important and it will affect you. Just like how things in the United States affect people over there in Europe, as I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Telrand can probably attest to that. Um, practices. Fuck you, Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Messing up for the rest of our world since the fucking inception of your time. <laughs> fucking assholes. Did you, did you did you hear that? That's the sound of freedom as America is all freedom. All freedom. Oh man. Anyway, boxes. Um. So yeah, keep your eyes out open for that. I mean, we'll we'll probably talk about that closer as the workshop um is announced and who all's. I mean. Yeah. I. <laughs> sorry. It's just red chat. <laughs> Mr. Greenlee coming in with the <laughs> USA. USA. Um, the other uh, story that I'm interested in talking about is uh, a new Dungeons and Dragons 5e module called Saltwater Marsh. 
Is that what it's called? Let me double check and see what it's called. Um, yeah, a uh, new nautical adventure called Ghosts of Saltwater Marsh. Um, the Salt Marsh. Oh, Salt Mart. Yes. Yeah, Salt Marsh. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so it, it actually seems like it's a little quick to come out with a new D&D 5e book because they had... Um, they had uh, a new book come out recently, the Guilds of Ravnica, which I think was a connect was a connecting book um, between Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering, right? Yes. Yep. So it's all like these factions and stuff like that that you find um, in the in the world of Magic the Gathering, which is owned by Wizards of the Coast, same as Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Just in the city of Ravnica, but okay. Oh, sorry. I did, I I don't know anything about um, Magic: The Gathering, and so when I saw this was like a oh. like a can, I, I can an oh. additional piece to that. I I kind of lost interest. Um, now this uh, Salt Marsh uh, book, I was actually doing a little bit of reading, and I want to say this was a the original Salt Marsh information or uh, like modules was set in one world but it looks like they're going to be putting it into um forgotten realms let me double check and see what the original one was i, I don't want to say it was eberron i want to say it was something else greyhawk maybe it's eberron. uh greyhawk campaign setting so yeah originally salt marsh was part of the greyhawk uh, campaign setting um but now it looks like they're going to be putting it in forgotten realms so for purists that might piss people off, which that's actually like a whole thing. Like I, I've never really spent that much time looking into, but like they, there's people who really are into like keeping like campaign settings for D and D pure, like at like Eberron. Like if you're, if you want to play a Warforged with some with like some groups, you better be playing in Eberron because you're not gonna play a Warforged then. <laughs> which for people who don't know, Warforged are uh, like golems basically like player character golems um and uh stuff like that um so yeah this will be a bunch of uh nautical combat information you know uh boats um how to handle nautical combat with all sorts of other um like dungeons and tiles and adventures uh supposed to take P uh, pcs from level one to twelve Obviously, DMs can tweak that. Um, there's also supposed to be uh, uh, expanded monsters for nautical-themed adventures. Um, probably different kinds of shogun and uh, fantastical beasties in that as well. Um, and usually these books come out for right around, I want to say, $45? $45 American? Um... I have to double check that. Um, otherwise, you can get them for like thirty-five dollars digitally on um, on D and D Beyond and a couple other uh, internet marketplaces. Um, so yeah, I, the, it's another welcome addition. There's not. Uh, tell me, Ryan, you said you had uh, played around with um, a D and D like uh, like a kind of a beta test that they put out for yeah. the not a um, yeah. It's um, a it, lot of fun. Yeah, how'd that go? It, it just 
<laughs> He's got a devious smile. Are you a DM usually? I'm a DM. Yeah, I've DM'd for eight years or so. Okay. <laughs> uh, I so I put it in my own world because I have this campaign running for like five years or so. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my group weren't happy, and they wanted like uh, godly intervention because their party just TPK'd. Uh, <laughs> Like, I gave them a really, like, easy fight, I thought. I gave them, like, a challenge rating, 18, 19 Kraken, mm-hmm. and they're on this fucking huge boats, whatever, warship thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're a party of five, and they had, like, a bunch of deckhand and, like, seasoned uh, pirates or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But the dice, man. The dice. The dice will always kill them. And what... Uh, so yeah. you said it was a, de- um, a challenge rating, 18. What is your party yeah. at, then? Were they at, like, 15? Yeah, my party is no, my party is around like 15, 16, I think is average. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of unfortunate dice rolls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it might be that my monsters are completely custom and mm. other factors. Yeah, I'm kind of like special, so. Yeah. It look, I'm kind of curious to see like what monsters they put into it. Um because they're if I remember right from the monster manual, there's not a whole ton of like nautical creatures. Uh, you know, you got well, your, you have the kraken. I think you have some shogun. You have uh, sea dragon. I want to say sirens, nagas, mm-hmm. draugurs, some slimes. Yeah, and then there's the tarask. The tarask is a really important monster. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking uh, specifically nautical creatures. Um, is it nautical well i guess it's big enough yeah it really doesn't matter if it, if it can just stand in the ocean i guess that's right um, uh which for those who don't know the tarasque is like imagine a, mo- a a a dinosaur but like bigger than what you can actually imagine like it kind of like it beats comprehension that's how large this creature is yeah and it's resist to everything yeah it has and like an ace stand. 50 feet to yeah. it, right? In a cone? Yeah. If you're within 50 feet, you just run away. It's amazing. Yeah, it's... um, It's a creature that uh, <laughs> inspires fear um, among among players. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of curious to see kind of what all they do, what flavors they add um, to different uh, creatures and what else they do. Um, so, yeah. That's kind of it, like on on that D and D announcement. Um, I still have D and D stuff that I actually got to announce for my own stuff. I'm still waiting on things, um, so uh, stay tuned for that. I guess. Uh, other than that, do you guys have anything you want to talk about with this in particular? Or I'm good. I'm just peachy. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, so I've just been sitting here. Not yet. You don't play Dungeons and Dragons yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Any stories? Any games that you guys have? You want to get off your chest right now? I think I'm relatively good. I don't know. I haven't really played a whole lot. Uh, last week it was still like dating some week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so glad I'm done. <laughs> yeah. But uh, besides from that, I haven't really been doing a lot. I've been playing a little bit of Siege, Darkest Dungeon. Mm-hmm. That's been that's been it. So I'm good. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, things have gone too well for us so far. 
uh, in uh, compared to the last couple of weeks. So let's go on ahead and end the podcast here. Unless Tellran <laughs> has anything he wants to say. Anything you want to add to anything? Just Warframe related. <laughs> okay. Go for it, dude. Yeah. Oh, well, there is a huge new... There's a lot of new content on its way to Warframe. And if you've ever played the game, I'd recommend you come back now. Because Warframe... Uh, no, um, Melee 3.0 is on its way. And oh, it's finally coming out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't you seen anything on it yet? No! No, okay. I haven't seen anything. Oh, okay. okay. Right. This is this is going to be our darkest, or Dungeons & Dragons talk. <laughs> so... <laughs> Do you want knowledge on it? Because I, I have a bunch yes. of shit for you. Okay. Yeah. So they recently revealed, like, how comboing will work now. And okay. you can go from, like, just doing, like, heavy-ass fucking slams and slashes, go into your gun, pop some heads, and keep going with your combo. And okay. that's amazing because before you're like oh you have like this huge fucking stack right and then a nullifier yeah. is on this way so you have to end the stack to kill the nullifier and then build the stack again mm -hmm. well not anymore yeah. now you can keep your stack going they're removing channeling because fuck channeling channeling is stupid channeling didn't have a use <laughs> realistically like it why why it didn't focus I... farming focus farming had a very good use but yeah, and that like... there was no use yeah exactly focus <laughs> yeah. fuck focus they need to rework that anyways <laughs> And yeah. they're working on the focus work anyway, so who cares? Mm -hmm. And they also revealed how the ground slam is going to work now. Okay. So instead of you just like flying across the screen and suddenly like dropping 90 degrees, you can now yeah. aim it wherever you want to go. Like That opens a lot of attack opportunities, but it also opens way more movement. And you all know that that's 90% yeah, of the game running that fast. That realistically is the key part of the game, is just moving. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's honestly the game. And there's a new yeah. frame in the works, so we'll finally get shield gating. So that'll be okay. amazing. So shield, right. do you know anything about shield gating? I know a bit about shield gating. I don't know a whole yeah. lot. So then this new frame is very Iron Man inspired. So she doesn't have any energy, but she comes with like three thousand shield. Okay. And she uses her shield in yeah she uses her shield instead as energy. So now we'll finally have a reason to level up that uh, shield mod that increases how yeah. much shield we have. So yeah, I'll have to go drag that out from. What's that like? Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and your sentinels will have a use now. Yeah. And she has a bunch of interesting abilities. And we're getting a ghost frame. She hovers and she's beautiful and I love her. <laughs> and I'm just really... Yeah. I'm honestly yeah. just really happy to hear Melee 3.0 is coming out. For oh, those yeah. who don't know, um, Melee in Warframe is just kind of... That's, that's realistically your main damage dealer. Like, mm -hmm. Melee does everything. You yeah. don't realistically need guns. You can literally just go one-shot everything with melee weapons. I used, like, an Adorax, which literally cleared entire rooms in, like, Dude. half a second. And just, oh. like, damn, easy. Dude, it made Fuck my that, job right? a million times easier. Mm -hmm. I used I use garbage. I use the stick, the Orthos Prime. That's what I used. Well, so that's, that's what I'm happy about, right? Is that with Melee 3.0, the Adorax isn't going to dominate. And it gives me a reason to try out other things versus just like this is definitively the best thing like it's this and like you just upgrade that once and then you're done forever and then you can kind of just wipe through everything so i'm genuinely i'm honestly really happy that that's coming because i'm so that's what bored me about warframe was like i found what worked best for me and then it was just like ta-da that's it for gameplay i don't need to pick up any other weapons 
Mm-hmm. Well, no did point. you ever pick up the like two to three hundred percent range Atrax Riven? Died. I didn't pick up the Riven, no. But I had I had a fairly fucking ridiculously set up. So yeah. yeah. Oh man. I just like that game. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm genuinely happy to hear that Melee 3.0 is coming out. That's probably one of the biggest things coming this I've year. been anticipating. And I was pretty sad when it didn't come out last year. But I, I'm happy to hear that it's coming out this year for sure. I'm that, saying that, around summer, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, that's summer, gonna, summer. That's great. Yeah. That's going to introduce a lot of new, like, more dynamics into the melee combat, though. Mm-hmm. And one of the melee, like, melee combat currently is the mainstay when it comes to damage. And, like, weapons are okay. They're great for, like, single targets usually, unless you have, like, very specific weapons, which are great for AoE. But even at that point, melee weapons probably do it better. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm happy to hear that. It's going to make the game a little bit harder, but, like, it's also going to make it a lot more, like, skill-intensive and make the movement and flow of the game a lot more interesting versus just I spin around in circles for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely happy to hear that. Cool. We're <laughs> also getting new Forma. Okay. All right. Wait, yeah. that's good to know. <laughs> so we're getting two types of Forma. Okay. Uh, one that doesn't reset ranks at all okay and then we are getting umbral forma so we can add, finally add the umbral oh, pol- hell yeah. polarities yeah that's in oh the works my God. As well. okay yeah but it's going to be like super fucking expensive to make the like the one that yeah. doesn't de-rank you and like we have no like info on how to get them or build them or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. but we know we know they're coming and yeah. that I'm stoked for, because I'm tired of leveling my frames 5,000 times for just one more polarity. You know, I'd, I'd honestly, level for me is very irrelevant because I have more platinum than I have credits. But for me, I'd rather just pay like 100 platinum to just get that slot and be done with it. Right. <laughs> like, I would like that option. But then I get it, like, some people don't have so much platinum, so yeah, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm genuinely happy to hear one, Melee 3.0 is coming out. That increases the diversity of a game by a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. That heavily changes combat. And with Umbral Riven, or Umbral uh, Forma coming out, that gives me a reason to actually use some of the late game fucking mods in the first place, which is a praise god, because, oh my god. I used them anyways. Just, like, yeah, put I, 8 Riven or 8 Forma nice. for him. They're definitely nice, but at the same time, I shouldn't have to have, like, a fifth, like, a crazy cost mod that does slightly more. Like, just barely. I get it because it's a late game mod, but at the same time, I also wish that Umbral Forum was in there to begin with. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's cool on that front. I'm just happy to hear Melee 3.0 is coming out. That definitely does change the game a lot. Like, a lot. It does. That's, that's really hard to not, like, keep reiterating. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. That, that's dull. no. It's good. Uh, <laughs> that's my Dungeons and Dragons talk. No, that's good. Is there anything that's uh anything else that you guys want to talk about real quick? Otherwise, we'll go on ahead and uh, plug away. I think I'm good. I think yeah, it's covered everything. All right. Uh, tell Rian. Let's start with you. Tell Hello. people uh what's coming, where they can find you first, where the, and uh what are they gonna find when they get over there? Oh, if you go to twitch.tv forward slash Telron you'll find a mostly empty Twitch page because this is just a hobby of mine and whatever. But we play mostly Warframe, some Dark Souls, 
and that's it really. I like to have salt. I play some Overwatch because Overwatch is such a salt mine. I love it. <laughs> There's a reason I have a salty sloth. There's a reason. And if you like a Norwegian guy who screams in a terrible English accent, like this terrible <laughs> fucking accent here, just shouting curse words in different languages, this is the channel to go to. <laughs> Oh, and gosh. we don't have a lot of restric restrictions in chat. You can you go there to let out your rage. Just throw it at me. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, also a Discord. It's mostly just not not safe for work stuff over there, but it's pretty great. Cool. Um, so go check him out uh, if you're in the Twitch chat. I did just give him a shout out in the Twitch chat. Go to that link and you will find Telbran. Um, Ren. Hello. Do your thing. Hi. Hi, so uh, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions two Z's because I'm dumb. Um, we're going to be playing Darkest Dungeon for a while. The plan is, is that I want to actually finish the whole game. So that's going to be a bit. Um, I'm going to be playing that. I start again tomorrow. I'm not going to be streaming tonight. I've gotten rid of streaming on Tuesdays so that way I can make more time for the podcast and then I can go chill. But uh, yeah, so for like the next period of time, I'm going to be playing Darkest Dungeon. Feel free to stop in, say hi. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to say. Okay. Uh, coming up on my channel, uh, I downloaded Devil May Cry, the HD collection, because I got that from Twitch Prime like a long-ass time ago. Um, and I also have Pillars of Eternity, so I'll be deciding which Ooh. one of those to do. I've been playing a lot of uh, Insurgency Sandstorm lately. Fucking and love. And with me. Man, <laughs> dude, it's hard. It's hard for me to want to go to anything other than Sandstorm right now. I've been playing some Apex Legends. Kind of depends on how I'm feeling. Um... Uh, in terms of the podcast, make sure you guys follow us on Spotify. If you uh, have a Spotify account, it's also free to follow on Spotify. Um, if you have Apple devices or an iTunes account, you can follow us on um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're also on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can subscribe to us on all of those. Um, if you guys feel so inclined, be sure to give us a rating or a review uh, or tell your friends about us. Um, Next week on the podcast, we have American Riot on the show. And um, anything else, guys? Absolutely anything else. That should do it. That, that should do it. I think we're good. All right. Well, guys, you have a wonderful evening, and we will talk to you all. You want a podcast for dialogue and a divisive time? Go ahead and check out Just Think on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.